Concerning Him, an Emmaus podcast is a ministry of Emmaus Bible College. Concerning Him seeks to enrich Christians around the globe by educating and equipping them through various media. For more information about Emmaus, please visit Emmaus.edu. Hello and welcome to another episode of Concerning Him. I'm Eric and, and we are joined today by Andrew Hawkinson. Hi, Andrew. Hey, Eric. I'm happy to have you on. I'm really excited to have you on. This is my first time meeting you, but I've heard a lot about you. Um, Andrew's, Andrew's the assistant camp director at Kansas Bible Camp. And where is Kansas Bible Camp located? It's just outside Hutchinson, Kansas. Hutchinson, Kansas. Okay. And where is that in the state? So if you uh, know where Wichita is, about in the middle, we're 45 minutes northwest of Wichita. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. Well, we're going to get started today just to talk a little bit about you. Um, I want to know how did you get to where you are now? How did you come to find yourself as as the assistant camp director at KBC? Well, I was um, involved at camp in high school. And while I was at camp in high school, uh, I heard about this place uh, called Emmaus from some recruiters. And uh, I had spent uh, four summers there uh, in high school, and I knew that I wanted to. Um, I knew that I I didn't want to uh, go to college after high school. I was like, "There's no way. I'm so <laughs> done with school." And so I took a job uh, working in a bookstore for okay. a year, and that was an incredible experience. It was great. Uh, very thankful for it. Learned a lot of things. One of the lessons was I don't want to work at a bookstore for the rest of my life. <laughs> so. I then from there went um, to Emmaus for the one year degree. Okay, and uh, and came here. And while I was at Emmaus, uh, received an invitation to come and work at the camp full time uh, okay. from the director. Uh, and so that was how that was my uh, my introduction to the uh, to full time camp work. And that's how it came. Okay, was uh, by an invitation from uh, the director John Denny, who's actually a, another alum. He went oh, to really? Emmaus as well when it was okay. in Oak Park. Yeah, so. Um, but that that happened, and when I found out I was going to be working at a Bible camp, I thought I ought to stay and get more education. Um, at you know, b- Bible training is going to be very useful to me. Um, we're a Bible camp, and that's our middle name, just like it's Emmaus middle name. And so we want to be uh, giving truth from the Scripture to these campers, mm-hmm. and so wanting to be really intentional about. Um, spending, you know, the time spent here and, and just see that as an investment in that future um, ministry. So stayed. I'm really glad I stayed because my sophomore year uh, is the year that my wife came. To okay. She wasn't my wife yet, yeah. um, but met my wife, Michelle, here, and she graduated with her elementary education degree um, and came and joined me at KBC. Um, the year after I graduated, she came and we... Um, and we got married and then uh, have been there ever since. So wow. that was uh, 1998. I was a freshman in 2002. I graduated. Okay. So and then you've been, you've been at KBC ever since. Yep. Wow. Do you want to tell us some about some of the roles that you've had and then maybe describe your current role at KBC? If, I, if I've heard correctly, you've kind of jumped around a lot. Is that correct? Yeah, I think uh, that's, that's fair to say. I have my, my role title hasn't changed actually in 19 years. Oh, wow. Uh, It's been assistant director. Uh, But what that means in our particular setup is that I get to assist the director in whatever it is that needs to be done. (laughs) And so we were like, I was looking on, um, just looking back at some pictures with my kids 
uh, the other night, Google photos, you know, you can, you yeah. can just search by different things. And so we were just looking up random things. Um, but there was one time where we were trying to get a Buffalo skull for an illustration for a, a grade school camp that we have. Mm-hmm. And we actually had a, a man who is at a processing plant and we bought Buffalo meat and he also had some Buffalo heads that he gave us. And so that's one of the jobs that I've had was to try to turn a Buffalo head into a Buffalo skull. I can't tell you how it worked because we lost them. We put them in a Creek and then they floated away. So, oh, no. so anyway, I <laughs> uh, seemed like a good idea at the time. Wasn't a great idea as it turns out, but that's one of those things. Last week I got to, um, to, uh, to work on a 74 foot antenna mast for uh, internet between we have two campuses. And so I'm in a, uh, a, uh, a man lift, uh, that's 70 feet off the ground, a little bit of wind and, oh my. and it's, it's just so much fun. I yeah. love it. I love the variety. And of course those are mundane, you know, like people-y, mm-hmm. or, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, they're like just tasks that, that need to be done. And what, um, what I've found in my, my role at KBC is that it's not about the, the stuff as much as it is about the people. Uh, and so there's actually a lot of um, people related things I do as well. I get to lead singing for the campers in the summer. Um, I get, and that's been um, constant kind of throughout my time there. There has been some ebb and flow. We lost our maintenance man to cancer several okay. years ago. And, um, and when that happened, my role shifted to be more kind of a, uh, help us tread water in the maintenance area. Mm. And so I wasn't really, um, I, just to be honest, I wasn't killing it at the whole maintenance thing, but I was trying to help us keep up as well as I yeah. could. Uh, we currently have two maintenance men and they do a tremendous job. Uh, can't thank God enough for these guys and their role. And so uh, they came on uh, within the last couple of years. And so that's made my role shift again. Um, I do quite a bit of talking with um Government officials, uh, because we're in a floodplain, we're located in a floodplain. Okay. KBC is, uh, it's surrounded by like wheat fields. And so it's this three-story building that was built uh, in the 50s and, uh, or not the 50s, it was built about um, about 1920, uh, um, the original building, and it was a country club. And now uh, it's been renovated into a camp building. But, but just in this area, we're in a really low spot. And so... Um, subject to flooding and things. And so in order to do uh, any sort of improvements, we need to uh, pursue county permitting and sometimes state permitting uh, and sometimes run, in, even, run into federal rules even. And so just trying to make sure that we uh, are in compliance with mm-hmm. our, with the regulations as we're trying to do improvements in that area. And so I do a lot of, uh, okay. currently I do, that's one of the, one of the things that I'm, I'm able to do. But, but so many different things uh, facets to the job, things that light me up, uh, things that are really more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but all of that comes under that heading of assistant camp director, because our, our camp manager, John Denny is responsible for the, for overseeing all of the volunteers okay. uh, at the camp and just, uh, generally supervises everything that goes on. And so the exciting thing is that there's no door, uh, closed that I wish was open to me. I mean, mm. I have just, there's so many, everywhere I look, there's, there's opportunity for ministry, which is really exciting. That's awesome. I, I've, I, I was a camp kid myself. I, mm-hmm. I, my dad was the director of camp ministries at, at Lakeside Bible camp, which is awesome. Whidbey Island. Yeah. Right off, right off the coast of Seattle and in, in the Puget Sound there. And, um, 
I, I loved it. I loved it. And one of the things we did, we, we'd go visit other camps every once in a while. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, just through my time in Emmaus, I've, I've been able to visit other camps as well. And, and I've, I've been able to tell that there's, there's kind of something that makes each camp unique. Yeah. And so I want to know what makes KBC unique. And by saying that, I'm not necessarily what saying what makes KBC the best mm-hmm. or, you know, all the other camps are, are, are subpar, but what, what makes, what makes them special? What makes them unique? What, yeah. are, what are your thoughts about that? Okay. So I came to camp for the first time as a 12 year old. Okay. And when I was as a, as a camper sitting in the meetings, something that drew me to Kansas Bible camp, even as a 12 year old was the scripture songs that we sing. Okay. Uh, and so we sing, we sing songs um, like John five twenty four. He who hears my word and believes on him who sent me has eternal life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. And singing the scripture uh, it w- is is was powerful for me as a mm. child. And I had actually learned many of these songs in the little church that I was a part of in Manhattan, Kansas, okay. uh, growing up. So for me, the scripture songs were an instant connection. For many other people, it's an instant, uh, like they just they just don't quite know what to do with it because they're not songs that are widely sung other places. Okay, And so on Sunday night, as I lead the singing now, uh, I tell them, okay, stick with us, guys, because <laughs> we're going to sing these things again. We're going to get to know them and learn them. And and so scripture, singing the scripture, uh, although it is done at many other camps, and I love, I have, KBC is is one of my favorite camps. I have a lot of favorites. Okay. Uh, KBC's among them, right? And, uh, and one of my favorite things about Kansas Bible Camp is memorizing scripture through song. Uh, mm. I think it's a powerful tool. Music uh, can be useful for a lot of things, but... Uh, as a memory aid, I just find it to be exceptional. There's a song, there's a verse, my salvation verse, um, Romans 10, 9 and 10. Um, I've known verse 9 for years. And this summer, I memorized verse 10, and it was just through putting a, a little tune to it that doesn't even, it doesn't really fit. But it got the words into my mind. Okay, yeah. And when they're in my mind, then they have a chance of getting to my heart. So anyhow, the the music, the, the scripture songs themselves uh, are a tremendous... Uh, tremendous thing that KBC has that really drew me to the camp. Um, another thing that I love about Kansas Bible Camp is that we offer um, the camp experience to people uh, without charging a fee. There's no fee structure. There's no fee set up uh, for campers to come and hear the gospel. Um, we uh, were able to offer camp to any campers. And many of the campers will actually pay the, the, you know, pay their expenses. They, they'd pay enough. They'd give enough to cover mm-hmm. the cost of their week at camp. Um, but the ones that can't, uh, that's made up by individuals, by mm-hmm. churches who know what we're doing and believe in it. Um, that also bleeds over into the staff. We have five staff families there. Um, and none of the, the staff at KBC, the full-time staff, the summer staff, none of us are employees. We're all volunteers. And what that means is that there's no promised um, financial provision. Uh, we do get gifts that are sent to the camp. If it's sent to the camp in my name, it gets forwarded to me. Okay. But the way that, that we are supported is that, again, um, God's people know that there's work that's going on and they want to be a part of it. Yeah. And they, and they give. Uh, and that's it's thrilling 
to yeah. be a part of that work. And like I said, I've, I've been doing this since I left Emmaus, um, and that's how God has supplied for us. Um, and it's tremendous to be a part of that sort of uh, ministry. I would say, I want to just a little caveat. I think it's one of the God honoring ways to run a mm-hmm. ministry as far as financially. I think there are others as well. Uh, so I don't limit it. I don't limit God to that, but I just say, thanks God. Wow. Um, just a quick aside. I know we're talking about KBC, but when I was in Emmaus, um, I came as a freshman having some idea how I was going to pay for my first year. Um, and by the end of the first year it was paid for. And I thought, well, that's good. And then I decided to come back <laughs> and looking at the letter. I remember taking the, the letter for aid or not for the, the aid, but, but the tuition, this is what it's going to cost. Right. Yeah. I took it down into this. We had, uh, we used to have a boiler system at the camp. And so it's this dark little room or dark, big room, but this dark room kind of a couple steps down from the main level of the camp. And, um, I just got down before the Lord on my knees and I said, God, I would love to, to graduate without debt, mm-hmm. but I, I can't make that happen. Would you be pleased to do, you know, to, to make that happen? And that's what he did. Uh, and that's to wow. his glory. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's a wow thing for me too. That's amazing. <laughs> and, and it was another part of mm-hmm. him showing me, this is a way that I want to provide for you. You know, it makes, um, it makes me yeah. think of, of Matthew six at the end, right? Seek first, mm. seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And these things will be added to you. Yeah. And the amazing thing about that, you know, and, 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 and Christ is in, in that passage, he's talking about right, the, the lilies of the field being right. clothed and, and the birds, the Lord's taking care of the birds. Right. He doesn't tell us how he's going to take care of us. Right. And he, for different people, it's in different ways. Right. And some, some people it's, it, it is student debt. Right. And, yeah. and other people it's, it's working the whole time and, and there's all these things. Right. And, and then for, for our careers, there's some people like you that are, are doing volunteer work yeah. and the Lord's just taking care of you. And there's other people that he's taking care of through a, through a salary. Right. But the amazing thing is that he promises us that, that he will give us what we need mm-hmm. when we seek after him. And cool thing is, is he knows what we need so much better than we do. No, totally agreed, Eric. And I think, um, this, this, him, him meeting our needs and really abundantly, abundantly meeting our needs, um, is something that, that we experience. I'll say one other thing about the families at the camp, all of us have some sort of tent making job. So similar to Paul in the new Testament, where he had ministry that he did and there were churches that shared with him and giving. Um, there's also, um, he also had uh, work that he did, um, you know, tent making. He made tents. And for us, there's uh, we all have some aspect of that. For me, it's driving a bus. And so it gets me into okay. the local commun- community. Uh, I can fit my camp work around those hours that are a little bit odd for a nine-to-five job. It yeah. wouldn't work as well with bus driving. Um, but just really so thankful um, for the way that God— and, I, ju- and I, I just connect that, too. Yeah. That's one of the ways that God provides for— yeah us to be at Kansas Bible camp. And That's so amazing. it's just, yeah, he's, he's so, so generous to us. I was telling a friend, um, just recently that I, I really feel so rich. I really do. Like, I feel like I have, God has given me so much. I don't just mean financially. Like, I mean, in many areas, in many ways, um, so thankful for what he's done. And it's not that I don't have, um, I don't have problems or I don't have have struggles or anything like that. It's that I'm just so thankful as I look to him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's shown me one of the things that he's shown me about himself is how generous he is. Uh, we just have such a generous God. Um, and one thing that he gives us generously getting back to the, um, the, 
this what you know what's special about KBC is he generously provides campers and staff members for us. Our staff program um, is similar to it's in some ways similar to a camper program. We have actually it's kind of like two programs going on simultaneously. Okay, we have the campers and they have Bible meetings every day, three Bible meetings a day, and they have their games and activities. The staff have three Bible meetings a day. Um, sometimes it'll be with a split chapel where we have guys, um, guys with a guy speaker, girls with a girl speaker. Um, and it's just a really, uh, a really precious thing that we can invest in these ones who are investing in the camp, right? Mm -hmm. Like they come to, to serve at KBC, but then we also get to train them in the Bible, uh, as well. Um, and so it's more of a, um, uh, it's more of an experience that touches all of their, you know, all of it gets gets um, kind of blended together because it's not like there's, well, there there are these people over here and they're kind of doing the the stuff mm -hmm. and um, and that is how it works with the staff primarily is they do they work with the stuff they do the dishes and they they mow the lawn and they're in the working in the garden and they're cleaning and all of that stuff and it needs to be done. But then at the same time, they're being poured into spiritually as well and recognizing that, um, that that's really valuable. And so that's something else that, that I think our camp does really well uh, okay. is that they, we invest in our, our staff members. And because we have all volunteers, pardon me, we're able to include uh, up to 80 staff And we, when we have maybe only under 100 campers. There were weeks this summer where we had more staff than we had campers. Wow. Uh, and that's the type of thing that we're able to offer yeah. um, in our, in our uh, setting and, and get to see the Lord work in those ways and just really thankful for it. Wow. Glad for that. You, so. you had mentioned that. So you, you came to Emmaus for a year mm -hmm. and then you got this opportunity, this offer, and you decided to stick it out and, and get the, the four year degree. Is yes. that right? That's right. Was that a good decision? <laughs> oh, yeah, hands down. Yeah. T then, tell me some about like that type of training, um, maybe specifically Emmaus yeah. or or more broadly just Christian Bible education in, in training you for what you're doing now. So let me, yeah, let me zoom in real quick and just say one of the most important things I learned about leading singing, I learned during my time at Emmaus. Okay. It was in a local church setting. And Doc Fish is the one who taught me. <laughs> okay. Because I was getting up to lead singing. I was to lead singing that Sunday. I had the, the prelude was happening. And I was just about to get up because it was, it, it was, there was time, right? Yeah. The time had, had come. But the piano player started into another verse of the prelude. And so it, it, I think it must have looked like I was about to, and then I sat back down. Yeah. And after the meeting, for another verse, you know, another however many, you no, know, 20 seconds, half yeah. a minute, whatever. But after the meeting, Doc pulled me aside and he said, listen, when you are the song leader, you need to be the leader. Everybody in this room is is waiting for you mm -hmm. to lead us, you know, and that's a part of it is that uh, that that don't wait for them to finish their, you know, the a note or to go through another verse of the song, be the leader. Yeah. And I think that's so helpful for me to hear because my my primary gifting is helps is mm -hmm. let me may I may I help you how may I help you is like that's me right and so to hear that the helpful thing to do in that particular circumstance is to get up and say all right turn yeah. let's sing this song yeah as opposed to sitting back and, and just being passive and so it was, it was so helpful I think it's so ironic to me 
I love Doc. He was a he was my Greek professor as well. Um, and I took Greek all four years. I had an emphasis in Bible languages, but uh, but it was just so funny that of all the and I spent I spent years in classes with Dr. Beatty and so appreciate yeah. her teaching. But I think it's so funny to me that, <laughs> that in song leading, <laughs> it's Doc Fish that taught me this lesson that I really use every every time I lead. Singing. Yeah, that's you know, amazing. I try to be mindful of the time. Yeah, and when it's time, let's go. You know, okay. try to be in your place and then yeah. be the leader, right? Yeah. Um, so I think it's fun uh, to, to think back on that. And so that's a way that I see that Emmaus helped prepare me for something that I do during the summer. It's a, a couple times a day, and I can sometimes help with the staff singing as well. So uh, two to three times a wow. day yeah. all summer long. Uh, and then I'm also able to serve in that way in my, uh, my local church as well. And so just so thankful um, for that part of uh, my Emmaus experience. Um, I think that uh, something my dad told me before I came to school, he said, son, what you learn at Bible college is not as important as what you become at Bible college. Mm. And I thought that was a really helpful thing to hear. Um, Dad and my sister Elizabeth uh, had looked at a lot of different colleges. She came to Emmaus before I did um, for a year. And this was one of the only places that he was comfortable uh, sending my sister. And the main reason was because of the high view of Scripture, that because of what he knew that Emmaus thought thinks of the Bible, mm -hmm. the, you know, the men and the women who serve here think of God's Word, he was comfortable sending his kids there. And I thought that speaks yeah. volumes yeah. about this place specifically. Um, and I would say that my experience bore that out. Um, I saw... Um, we all have. We always have uh, the hardest thing. Everybody has it. The hardest thing I've ever done. And at Emmaus, there were at least um, two or three of those. Oh, where really? It was the new. This is the hardest thing that I've yeah. ever done. And I can't think of a better place, a more supportive place. Um, my dean for students, uh, Steve Witter, very, um, very thankful for his um, input in my life and. Uh, I, w I got to serve in student leadership and so in different ways. And so having him as a, a resource that I could, that could help in those, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so I would say, and then um, very much feel, uh, I guess spoiled would be a word uh, by the people here and the investment that they made. And this is, so after I graduated, after my wife graduated the week she graduated one Saturday in May. The next Saturday we got married. Dr. Witter performed before he was Dr. Witter, but he did the ceremony and Dr. Beatty was our pianist. And okay. so like these people, not, it, yeah. it, it's not like it stops at graduation. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, this, this investment that they continue to make in people's lives is just pretty impressive to me. Um, and so that's something that you don't like, like you don't, you can't buy that sort of, yeah. um, that sort of connection. Uh, and I realize that for different people, it's going to be different staff members for different students, but this idea of concern, care for the person, yeah. um, really faith lived out, uh, in, in not just in good times, but faith 2011 happened while, or I'm sorry, not 2011, 2001, 2001. The, yeah. yeah. The, the nine 11, um, experience happened while I was a student at Emmaus and okay. I got to experience that in that, um, in that, loving context this community that that uh, was able to support one another in that time that's amazing i mean it's so cool to be around 
so many Christians and so many Christians who are who are actively every day striving for the same thing. Yes. I mean, whether you're you're the president of the school, you're you're a freshman, mm -hmm. you know, you're somebody that works here part time in the kitchen. No matter what you're doing, you are all striving towards the same yeah. the same goal and to be in that community. I mean, I know for me personally, that's my closest friends were developed yeah. there, and it's good. They. I mean, we were just talking about Luke Springer, right? Yeah. And and me and Luke Springer, when we were Maya students together, he's a KBC guy. Yes. When we were Maya students together, we we just had this bond, right? Right away, and 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 it's it's such a cool experience, and it's helped me because I've used these people, use these people. That sounds bad, but you know what I mean. These people have been influential in my yeah. life, in my ministry right. ministry towards the Lord after we left yeah. school, right? And that's yeah. it's it's so cool. Um, you mentioned earlier you mentioned could i could i just, yes, one, just one more yeah please, one more thing please uh couple, two, sorry two more things luke springer uh love that i've gotten to serve with him yeah and um you know in my role at, at kansas bible camp and love what he's meant to the Emmaus community as well uh during his time here um to the point just that no matter who it is serving uh in the you know in their role at emmaus one thing um there are many things that are exceptional about my wife but one of them is that when she was a student she would actually go make a habit of making the rounds through smith hall and greeting the people in the business offices and just telling mm. them happy you know i hope you're having a great day yeah and that sort of uh just recognition of these people are part of something that's you know this this bigger thing that's happening yeah and she's just grateful for their uh for their involvement as well and recognizing we're all part of this yeah experience so really fun you know to to see her value that in yeah. that way one of the things that made her stand out that's uh, that's so. amazing tips for for people looking that's for right. a spouse right that's right <laughs> um one of the things you mentioned earlier at, with your job at kbc being being the, this assistant uh to to the, the camp manager as a camp director is you said there there's no door that's not open and mm -hmm. i can imagine at some point there are doors that are open that you might wish were closed. Is that, <laughs> is that true? Yes, that's true. It's fair. And, and it's true. One of my questions for you is how do you handle that when you're yeah. in ministry and you say, okay, my goal is to serve the Lord. I, I want, I want to strive after him. I want, I want to honor him and him and everything I'm doing, but I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. That, that sounds miserable. That sounds yeah. terrible. I'm, I'm doing this work. You know, you're doing this work at camp because you love, love it. And you, but I'm sure you don't love all aspects of it. Yes. So how do you handle those types of things? Excellent question. And I feel like the go-to for me, like you need to have somewhere to go when mm. you have that. Uh, Cause that's incredibly uncomfortable. It can, it could feel like I, um, I don't have a choice and this will not be enjoyable. <laughs> um, that's that's a pretty like you want to talk about anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like that that can produce all kinds of anxiety, right? Yeah. And so, what do I do with it? And uh, what is so helpful to me is to think of the Lord Jesus specifically in the garden. Um, mm. So he is. He knows. Um, he knows that that his time is coming, right? And he and he's crying out to his father, and he says, "If it's your, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will." 
and that example, his Christ-like example, in the midst of looking at his hardest thing. If you, I mean, I say that reverently, but the that idea of him looking at this thing uh, that was not pleasant to him, it wasn't his desire of himself to go to the cross to take the punishment. It was his the, the person of Christ sub, subjected himself to the person of the Father and said, even though this isn't what I want, I want what you want. Um, and then uh, and then after he prayed, he he told his disciples, let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, let us be going. You know, let's let's do this. Yeah. And so that 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 idea of resolve. And I think that is so incredibly helpful to me as I think of um there in rear in the rearview mirror things are always smaller right so it's <laughs> yeah. not as it's not as yeah. big a deal looking back um but i can think of um of two specific examples that are that are not related to people as much as the place that you have to have a place to have the people and so there's a little bit of pressure but but it's not something that is um uh, not not as important as a person is is the place, but the place matters because the people matter. And so, yeah. so the the thing, um, two of the things were they're flooring in a girl's bathroom, okay, and the roof on the girls' camp. Uh, the girls' camp is a we have a, a um, about a mile down the road from the main campus. We have an old grade school that's been turned into a, a camp facility, and we have girls' camps down there, and it's like a week long slumber party. Where okay. they all get to know Jesus better, like it's a it's a great That's program. Amazing. It is, it's amazing, and it's taken off. Uh, the same is not true for our boys' camps. Okay, I haven't figured out how to do those well, so okay. we just stop trying. <laughs> but with the girls, awesome, and it goes really well. But the roof leaks, and uh, it had for years, and so there was a, um, and I knew that it it had, and I knew that I didn't know what I was doing, and it was. Um, it, and, and so it felt impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt like, and the same for this flooring in the girls' um, girls' bathroom. It was commercial product, uh, needed special training. And so there, there are these things that just seem like, well, that's that's way too hard, or that's not, you know, yeah. I don't know what to do. And I would get, I would just, it's almost like I get stuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and I know I just, I'm juxtaposing this to Christ suffering in the garden. But what I'm saying is, and you can, you don't, you don't have to. You can laugh at the at the illustration, right? But for me, it was a hard thing. It was a really, it, you know, yeah. in some ways, that was the um, the most difficult thing because it was just so overwhelming, yeah. so impossible. Seems impossible. Um, and I'm used to in other areas just saying, okay, well, if I do it more and harder, you know, if I hit it harder, or if I just, yeah. you know, if I do this other thing, then I'll just get around, and I just couldn't, right? Mm. And so at the roof, the the or sorry, on the one project. I had a cheerleader in John Denny and he just said, well, just try it, you know, just try it. And I'm just, I have this unrealistic expectation. That I'll be good at something without practicing it. <laughs> and so that was what I did is I got to practice on the flooring at the main campus and it broke it down into smaller pieces and I was able to do it. And that's how that worked out. That didn't happen at the East campus um, on the roof. What happened on the roof was that I gave it to God because it was my, my selfishness that was in the way that I did not, um, I, w- I would not, uh, pursue it. And, um, and I felt like it was something he, he did a work in my heart mm. and then I became willing to try and it got better than it was. And then, 
as of this year, we just had the leak, the leaks professionally repaired. And okay. that's something else. That's another one of those lessons to learn where it's like, well, yeah, but at camp, you know, we're, we're responsible for all the stuff. So we, yeah. and we do a lot of the stuff ourselves. There's a lot that's done in house, but sometimes the best thing to do is to involve someone who's a professional who knows what they're doing mm -hmm. and is able then to train you. I did get some training when they were working on the roof of these campus the last month. And so I, I know much more now than I did, but, uh, but I bring them both up because these are two examples of the doors. I, I really wish that weren't open to me. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that knowing, um, okay, we can be really creative, uh, in a lot of different ways. God's creative. Some, a way that I feel like is, it can be tough to be creative is if it's not just something that fits with my gifting is let me help you. Right. I, mm -hmm. I mentioned that I think. And so, um, this idea of, of helper of, of, you know, the, the roles that I have that I feel like I shine in start with assistant, assistant director. I, I, I love it. I love KBC. I wouldn't change anything about the dynamic The yeah. I love not being the director. Um, <laughs> but this idea of part of being an assistant is I'm not, it's not just me always doing the thing. It can be, let's find another solution. Okay. And that might be me or, and this is where it's hard for me because it goes against who I feel like I am. For me, it might be, let's step, I need to step back and let someone who is more able to mm -hmm. accomplish this particular task do the work. And so it's in that sense, it's yeah. the counterintuitive because it's, well, the, the sacrifice is me doing something, right? No, yeah. the sacrifice might be me not doing it mm. and me admitting it's that humility. And yeah. that's what I see. That's why I come back to Christ in the garden because it's so evident, his humility and his submission to his father and his acknowledgement that I really, mm -hmm. um, I, I, this is not what I want, but what I want is what you want. So I'll embrace it if this is what you want. Yeah, and so that idea, and so so just applying that to all of those things, um, and I would say uh, there are um, the physical ones are the the physical examples are the ones that I feel like are are a little bit easier and maybe safer to talk about. Mm -hmm. But there's personal applications for this as well um, in relationships and um, you know in the relationships among the the staff, the permanent you know the full time staff or the ones in the summer, um, and just ways where. All of us, uh, you know, working with a lot of Christians, I love it. I loved it at Emmaus. I love it at KBC. Um, and one thing that just stands out is humility is required. Mm. Like the way that we get there is by humility. Um, somebody was filling out a job application recently. I said, you ought to lead with humility. Like, yeah. yes, you can say, here's all the things I can do. Yeah. But you also could just say, uh, I would be willing to follow the instructions of my, you know, of my supervisor in yeah. that particular role, not knowing what the rest of the details would look like. So, huh. so yeah, I think that's the biggest thing for me when it yeah. comes to those doors that I feel like I wish I didn't have to walk through this. Yeah. That's how Jesus felt too. Yeah. And he did it anyway. Yeah. And he's experienced and, and, and we think about, you know, the, the role, and I think if this is what you're describing in some way, the role of the Holy Spirit is our comforter, yeah. right? And being yes. able to say, yes, Lord, I, <laughs> I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I need to do this. I need your guidance. I need your help. And he does, right? Yeah. He, just yes. like how we talked about supplying our financial needs, right? right? He's right. going to supply all of our needs to be able to 
serve him in the right. way we ought, right? And that's that's amazing. Well, yeah. thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I I hope that next time you come back into town, any idea when that would be? Well, I I come to. I come to Dubuque as often as I can. Okay. I was sad to miss last year. Had to yeah. COVID. Yeah. Understand. But I would love to come back as soon as I can. Great. So well, yeah. Could be could be Christian ministry seminars if they that'd happen. Be, that'd be awesome. That'd so. be awesome. Well, let me know and hopefully we'll get you on again. That'd be great. Well, thanks, Andrew. Yeah, you bet. This has been another episode of Concerning Him. Thank you for listening to Concerning Him, an Emmaus podcast. Ministries like Concerning Him are possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu slash partner.